Welcome to Covenant's Pulpit Ministry. Covenant Evangelical Free Church believes that the Bible is the Word of God and that God's Word is vital for life-transforming Christianity. We trust that you will grow to know the Word of God and more importantly, the God of the Word as you hear this message today. May God bless you as you open your heart to His Word. What a great honor and privilege it is to be speaking to you today on one of your mission Sundays. Uh, this is, of course, by way of video technology. I wish I could have been there in person, uh, but I wasn't able to make it work. Uh, but I'm so glad that I was given the opportunity to still address your congregation by video today. And I, I'm very honored to be doing this for a church that's a great friend of our church. Uh, your pastors, of course, are great friends and have such a legacy in Singapore and around the world, and I hope next time that I'm able to share, I'm able to do so in person. But for today, on this special occasion, when you're talking about nations and beginning to dream about nations, uh, I hope that I can just come alongside and encourage what God has already done in your midst in touching nations. And so today, I want to talk to you just for a few moments from what I believe to be kind of a simple message, but if you would open your heart, I believe it's profound and would build your faith for what God is saying to your church today about nations. Would you turn with me, uh, if you brought a Bible with you, to Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 to verse 8. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 and 8. And I want to talk to you from a message I'm going to entitle, The God of More. The God of more. Matthew chapter 7, uh, this very familiar passage of scripture says this, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and the one who seeks finds and to the one who knocks the door will be open. Then John chapter 14 verse 12 says, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me, this is Jesus speaking, will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do. Would you say this with me? Everybody say, more. <laughs> he says, greater works, more works, more expansive works, something beyond that ability. That is what we would do in his name. In Matthew, Jesus challenges us this familiar passage on prayer, and he says, ask, and it will be given. Seek, and you'll find. Knock, and the door will be open." And it is a challenge about prayer, rightfully so, but I want you to think of this a different way. This is also an incredible promise that God is always ready to do more. God is always ready, and in fact, he is doing more. And so he challenges us to ask, not a burden if you don't ask, I'm not gonna do it. He challenges us because he's saying, listen, I am ready to answer. Ask and it'll be given. Seek and you'll find. Knock and I will open up the door. I am ready. On God's part, he is completely ready to do it. And so contained in this passage of scripture is this incredible promise for more. You could say it this way. For everyone who asks, receives more. To, to the one who seeks, he finds more. And to the one who knocks, the door would be opened more. There are many things that God has done in the life 
of your church over the decades, many things that maybe he's done in your life personally. There are miracles and breakthroughs he's given, even in the nations and in the realm of of missions. And yet the promise is God is saying, listen, if you would ask, even today, even with everything he's done, I would do more. God says, if you would just seek me, I would do more. If you knock, I'm ready to open more doors for you today. That is who God is. And this challenge to us from the Lord is this challenge of faith that you and I should begin to believe for more. We should begin to pray for more. We should begin to expect more. In fact, the whole idea of missions is is in this idea that God has more that he desires to do in the nations. He's not done saving people. He is not done transforming lives. He's not done turning hearts of nations toward him. There is more work to be done. And so we pray and so we go and we give to missions because we firmly believe there is more that God has for us to do. Can you say amen? And you know, when we begin to know there's more, we always act differently. In your life, when you are convinced there is something more coming, you will act differently. I don't know if you've been to one of these, you know, Marvel movies or like a lot of modern movies at the end of the movie, when everyone gets up to leave the theater, you'll find a group of people don't leave. They just sit there and they're waiting and you'll get up and kind of feel awkward because there's, there's more. After the credits roll, after everything comes, there's a a special scene, a little clip at the end. And, And if you know that it's coming, you don't get up. You just wait because you're expecting more on the way. You know, in Singapore, of course, we love food and we love to eat. And maybe you've experienced something like this, probably at maybe your mother's house, your grandmother's house, one of your your favorite family cook, and you go for a family dinner and they're bringing out all your favorite dishes and you start piling more and more on your plate and they offer it to you and you say no, but in your heart, you're saying, yes, more, give me more. And you keep piling it on and and you eat so much because it's your favorite and because it's what you're supposed to do. And, And finally, at the end of the meal, when you can't fit any more else inside. How many of you have been there when someone walks in and says, hey, who's ready for dessert right now? (laughs) And you go, man, if I knew it, if if I knew there was more, I would have acted differently. I would have positioned myself. If I knew there was more, I wouldn't have eaten so much. I can't fit any more inside except most of us do find a way to fit it inside. Come on, we're not going to waste dessert. That's, that's a sin. We always act differently when we know there's more. And this challenge from Scripture to us is, listen, if I know God has more that he wants to do in the nations, if I know there's more he desires to do in and through my life, in and through my church, then shouldn't I position myself differently and have a different kind of mentality, a more kind of mentality? Because what I know about God is that he doesn't just do more. He is the God of more. It is who he is. It is his nature and his character. And and when I really understand who God is and what he's capable of, when I truly understand and live in the revelation of how great God is, I can't help but believe for more. 
And I want, I want to give you revelations here about the God of more. How do we know him as the God of more? How do we have this conviction that, yes, God, there is more that you have out there. There's more we're praying about, more we're believing for. How do we come to this conclusion? Well, just, just four simple things. The first is this, that there is more to him. There is more to God. You and I, no matter how long we've known the Lord, we don't know everything there is to know about him. He is infinite. He is beyond my comprehension, beyond my understanding. The Bible says he is holy, completely separate. There is more to him than I can personally fathom or comprehend. And he is constantly showing me a little more and a little more and a little more about him. He is the God of more. You know, some years ago, we were able to take uh, our family to Disneyland. And we went to Disneyland and we were lining up for all the rides and, and, and we're, you know, checking out Mickey Mouse and everything else. And it was like the last day we'd been there for hours and hours. And uh, the last thing that we had to do was there was one Mickey Mouse ride we had not ridden on. And, and I looked over and the line looked pretty long, but it, it not too long. So we got in line. And we're not sure why we did it. We've been there probably 16 hours. Uh, I have four kids. I have a 17-year-old. I have a 13-year-old. I have a 10-year-old and a three-year-old. And let me tell you, after 16 hours at Disneyland with a three-year-old, you will understand why some animals eat their own young. You will begin to comprehend what it really means uh, to have the love of God for your kids. And so, anyway, we're at the end of this 16-hour day, and we're lining up in line for for Mickey, and we're going through the line, and it's it's pretty strenuous. The kids are going crazy. It's taking so long. And finally, after 45 minutes, we get into the door. And you think, oh, great. Finally, we're done. We're finally through. But when we get in the door, what we don't realize is we walk in, and there's another line. And you're shocked. Oh, I didn't know there was, a, there was a, a more line over here. And so we line up in that line, we zigzag around, and we turn the corner and where you couldn't see, and you turn around this blind corner and then realize, oh, there's actually more line. We line up there, and finally they gather us in a little theater. We watch a five-minute cartoon of Mickey, and we think, okay, there's a cartoon. This is it. It's starting. They lead us through an entrance. We're getting on the ride. Nope, there's more line. And we did this like five or six times. In the end, we spent about two hours in line for a seven-minute ride. Yes, it's true. And, and this two hours, I'll never get back in my life. And I remember every corner going, oh my gosh, there's more. There's more. I, I didn't know there was more if I only knew. And you know, it's funny because we think we know God, but can I tell you at the junctures of your life and at the turns of your life, you will realize there is more to God, more to his nature, more to his love, more to his mercy, more to his grace. Jesus came to reveal the Father to us. And all through the Old Testament, they would actually give names to God when they received a new revelation about who he was. They would declare that as one of his names, his attributes, right? Abraham, when he's, when he's on the mountain and commanded to sacrifice Isaac, he makes this declaration when God provides miraculously a ram for the sacrifice. He says, wow, the Lord is a provider that my God, now I, God, I knew you, but I didn't know this about you, this part that you're a provider. 
David, when he's surrounded in 2 Samuel 5.20 and there's no way to, to get through the enemy lines, he prays and God says, go in. And, and so he, he goes in and he fights and he actually breaks through the lines and he makes this declaration. He says, God, you are, you are God, you are Baal Perizim, God of the breakthrough. You are the one that owns the breakthrough. Jacob in, in Genesis, right, 28, he, he lays there at Bethel and he has this revelation and sees God and he begins to name the name of that place, Bethel, the house of God. Many years later, in chapter 35 of Genesis, God brings him back to Bethel. And after all of his journeys, he makes this statement. He says, it's not just the house of God. God, you are the God of the house. It is you that's been with me, not a magic place, but a person, God in relationship with me that's walked me through my life. And they would have these moments with God that were altering the course of their life. And they would declare, Lord, there's more to you than what I realized. There's more to you than what I've experienced. Now in your life, in my life, God calls us into new places. Why? So that we can know him more. Maybe you're in a new challenge today. Maybe you're in a difficult circumstance. Maybe you're beginning to think about, God, I think you've got a call on my life to the nations or I wanna get involved in this vision to nations and it's new and it's unfamiliar and unknown, but why does God call us to new places? He brings us to new places so that we can know him more. And I'm here to tell you today, there is more for your life because there is always more to God. Maybe you're in a position where you go, I, I don't have enough. Can I tell you, God has more than enough. I don't, I don't know enough. I'm, I'm not strong enough. Yes, but God is more than strong enough for your life. God has the answers for your life. There is more to him. I hope you're catching this today. Not only is there more to him, but listen, secondly, how do we know him as the God of more? Because there's more to God. And secondly, there's more to his kingdom. The kingdom of God. Isaiah 9, 7 says, of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. There will always be more. Isaiah says, it's not just that the kingdom will last. He says it will increase, it will expand, and there will be no end to the increase of God's kingdom. He is the God of more, and we see it in the very kingdom of God. What is that? His domain, the realm where he rules, the, the kingdom that expands under his authority. And he says, on the throne of David, over his kingdom, to establish it, to uphold it with justice and righteousness from this time till forevermore. So Isaiah begins to understand this revelation about God. And he says, you know what? The kingdom is always growing. It is always growing not just here among you and I, not just in our churches, not just in Singapore, but all around the world, this kingdom is growing. There are people coming to Christ and saying, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is the king of my life. And his rulership and authority is constantly expanding. It is growing. Not only that, but the kingdom lasts. He says it'll go forever. It will be constant and it overcomes every single obstacle. The increase will know no end. No matter what comes against it, Jesus said, the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Well, there are many obstacles. There are many things that try to oppose 
the, the authority of God and his kingdom. And yet the promise in scripture is that there is always more to his kingdom. It is not stuck. It is not stagnant. It is growing. In Singapore, come on, in Malaysia, in, in the nations in Africa, in the Middle East, in Russia, in Europe, in America, all around the world, in Japan, in the Pacific Islands, the kingdom of God is growing. It is taking ground. It is expanding. And for you and I, this is the one thing that is eternal. This is the one thing that lasts. Maybe you thought your Bitcoin profits were going to last and you were disappointed recently that they don't last forever. Can I tell you, the kingdom of God lasts forever. It is eternal. It is what you and I are to be focused on. Why? Because God has more. There is more to his kingdom. And if there is more to his kingdom, that means there is more for my life and for your life. There is more that God desires to do in our city. There is more that God desires to do in the neighbors around you and your colleagues. And there is more, yes, that he desires to do in the nations because he is not done building his kingdom. It grows, it lasts, it overcomes. There is more to him. There is more to his kingdom. And listen to me carefully. Thirdly, there is more in the harvest. There is more in the harvest. I love one of your key verses for this missions season in your church. The harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord who's in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his field. This is what the Bible says. The harvest is great. Everybody say more. He says, it's great, but the workers are few. And so pray to God and ask him, send more. And, and, and this is what the Bible is saying. There is more harvest than there are workers. The God of more, he goes, there's more to me. My kingdom's going. And by the way, I have more in the harvest. There is no question in God's heart are people ready to turn to him? Are there souls that God is, is, is reaching out to right now, calling into his kingdom? There is no question about the harvest. There is a question about workers. And he says, pray to the Lord to send more workers because the harvest is so great. The harvest is so great. There's more harvest. And, and what does that mean? That means there are more nations that God is calling. There are more nations that he desires to draw to himself. In fact, let me give you this promise for your church today. Isaiah 60 verse 3 says, Nations will come to your light and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Nations. I thank God for the legacy of, of your church that has sown into nations. You have fruit in the nations. You have missionaries that have gone out and touched and, and ministry that's touched all over the world. And can I tell you, God has a promise that kings would come to the brightness of your dawn. Nations would be drawn to you. I believe there are more nations God desires to touch even in and through the legacy of your church in this season. Nations. There is more in the harvest. Let me tell you a couple of stories from our world in these last few years. You know, a few years ago, uh, some, many years ago, we sent a missions church planting team from our church in Singapore to Papua New Guinea. 
And so these are uh, members of our church, lay members that took a year and gave a year of their life to missions to plant a church there, but they ran into visa difficulty just before they were going to leave. So we redirected the team. They were in Australia attached to one of our churches while we tried to get a visa. By the time the visa came through, they only had a few months on the field, I think just maybe two or three months to get into Papua New Guinea, start the work, and then the end of their term was up and they had to come back to Singapore. Well, as you can imagine, it's difficult to start a church at just a few months notice. And so the, the work wasn't very strong. It wasn't very big. The, the team leader stayed behind another, another year or so and, and established the work, but there really wasn't great fruit to speak of it. It was, you know, uh, there were people getting saved, but it just was not that strong and big. And so they came back and I think no one really expected much from this church. But just before they came back, a couple came into the church and gave their hearts to the Lord and God seemed to really have their, his hand on their lives. And before the, the leader came back, they said, I think this is the one to lead the church. And so they prayed over them and installed them as the pastors. And we began to just follow up kind of remotely, apostolically, just guiding them and helping them. And, and it was amazing to see what God began to do in this little church. And can I tell you from just a handful of disciples, and, and faithful people that just went out going, Lord, we don't have much. There's not much time, but we believe you have more in this city. In fact, when our teams return, everyone's conclusion was, I guess that's it. I guess that's all we can expect of this church. But as that couple took over, they began to win souls and make disciples and plant churches. And today there are over 22 churches now out from that one church, one and a half thousand believers right there in Papua New Guinea. Why? Because when we thought there wasn't any more, God still had more in the harvest. Are you hearing me today? This is the God that we serve. I know your church has worked in East Timor for many years. And we thank God for the legacy uh, that you have there. And, and I'm excited to tell you through the love, Timor vision and the churches that been, have gone in, you know, it's one of the most difficult places I've seen to do missions, but so many faithful missionaries, faithful people in there. Today, there are churches in not only every district of East Timor, there are not only churches in every sub-district of East Timor, but there are churches in over 50% of the villages in East Timor, why? Because even when it seemed hard and difficult, God had more in the harvest. Recently, we began to push into the nation of Japan and, and step out in faith. There was a, a challenge, actually, my father gave many years ago that he believed that God was calling Singapore to reach Japan, much like we had come together to reach Timor. And so we began to step out, and this is just, just as we were getting ready to move forward is when my father went home to be with the Lord, and and we weren't sure how to move in there, but I remember praying and feeling like, God, I think you called us, and I think you have more in the harvest in that nation. And so by faith, we just started moving into Japan, not knowing really what we're doing, and then COVID-19 hit, and our church planting teams couldn't go in. They got stuck in Singapore right before they went out, and so we said, we're going to go 100% online. We're still going to reach Japan. We're not going to cancel the teams because even though we don't know how to do it, God, we just believe you have more in the harvest. And can I tell you, they began to reach out online, running English exchanges. They began to get the contacts of people individually and start running cell groups and outreaches. And in six months in Singapore, 100% online, 
the, these few missionaries that had given their life saw something unbelievable, over 3,000 personal contacts in, that like having their actual phone number to follow up with them. They saw over 80 salvations, started 13 connect groups, never seen anything like this before in our church, in Japan, one of the most difficult places on earth. And when we thought the doors were shut and borders were closed and the kingdom couldn't move, you know what? God's kingdom kept expanding because God has more in the harvest. Somebody say amen today. He has so much more in the harvest. And I want to end with this idea. Not only is there more to him and more to his kingdom, not only is there more in the harvest, but listen, he calls us to work in the more. He calls us to work in the more. His challenge to us is go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them everything I commanded you, and and I am with you always to the end of the age. He says, go. Where should we go, Lord? Just go. Make disciples. How do I make disciples? Just go and make disciples. Where should we go? When should we? He says, just go. And this very challenge is a challenge to step into the more, into the realm of faith, into the unknown. And that's why he gives us this promise, I will be with you. I'll be with you because sometimes we're not sure what that looks like. Sometimes it seems so daunting to reach the whole world. Sometimes it seems like, wow, how do I trust God to do that? And yet he says, actually, I've called you to work in the more because I am the God of more. I have everything you need. I have already prepared the harvest for you. And now I'm calling you into the more. And so his call to us is step into more, into new nations, into new territory, into greater harvest, into new levels of the miraculous. And in your life today, as we begin to talk about nations, I want to challenge you. Can we begin to open our hearts to respond to God's call to work in the more? He says, lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. Wow, what a challenge. You mean I, I have to step out? God, God says, I'm not going to heal them first. You lay your hands first. Step into the unknown. Step into the more. He says, preach the gospel, Right? Preach the gospel and faith comes into people's heart and they're saved. But first we preach, first we speak, first we step out in faith. Today could be your moment to step out in faith. To say, God, I feel like you're calling me to touch nations. Maybe God's stirring your heart about East Timor. Maybe God's stirring your heart about Japan. Maybe God's stirring your heart about another nation. Would you begin to say, yes, God, I want to I wanna work in the more. God, we want to pray Lord, for miracles to come. Lord, we want to be part of this. How do we respond? Our response should be, yes, I'm willing to step in to new territory. Maybe you've heard about others that have been engaged in the mission's vision, but you haven't. Maybe this is your moment right now to step into new territory, to say, my life, my family, we're going to be involved in this vision. Can you make a fresh commitment today? Would you have a new level of faith knowing that God can do exceedingly, abundantly above anything we ask, anything that we imagine. He is the God of more. And as, as I close today, I just want to stir up our faith and challenge you. Listen, that we would begin to pray and believe for more. I know today your theme is on prayer. I want to stir you up as we pray. No, God said, ask, I'll give it to you. 
Seek, you'll find. Knock, the door will be open. Can we begin to believe that as we pray as a church, as we knock on doors, he's going to open doors in the nations. He's going to open doors for our missionaries. He's going to open doors for miraculous intervention. He's going to open doors to people's hearts as we knock, as we seek, as we ask. God is going to do more. Today, wherever you're at, I want us to take a moment and begin to respond to the Lord. And so I want to pray for us as I close. But just as I do, would you do this? Would you just close your eyes just for a moment and just begin to focus on the Lord And right where you are, right where you're seated, with your eyes closed, would you take one moment and just pray a simple prayer to God, just saying, Lord, use me in the more. Use me in the unknown. God, maybe it's it's stepping out in faith in my workplace. Maybe it is calling me to a nation. Maybe it's trusting you that I could give more and support the vision of the house. Or maybe you want me to step into something. Lord, just use me in the more. Right where you are every eye closed, right now. Come on, just pray that prayer to the Lord. Lord, use me. Help me to step into the unknown. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Now, Father, I pray for everyone, Lord, that's hearing this message today, that you would stir us up to trust God, that you are the one that answers every cry and every prayer, that you are the one that is listening. God, as we pray today, it's not empty prayers. Lord, you are ready to respond. As we ask, we believe we'll receive. God, as we seek you, we know we're going to find you. Lord, as we knock, we believe doors are going to open up. And so, Father, right now I pray that you would stir up our hearts to trust you. Stir up our hearts with confidence to believe you for more. And Lord, I pray you would give us that courage to step out in faith into the unknown. That courage to trust you to use us in ways that we've never seen you do before. God, that your name would be glorified. That your kingdom would be extended. God, that a greater harvest would come in. That the name of Jesus would be glorified. Father, we thank you for it right now. In your name we pray, amen, amen. Listen, I want to thank you for the privilege of being able to speak to you today. I believe with all my heart that as much as God has done in your life and in your church, that there's still more, there are still greater things, more that he's ready to do, more he's ready to accomplish, and more he has ahead of you. So God bless you today. Thank you for the privilege of speaking to you. I pray that God would stir us up in faith as we trust him for more. There's more to God. There's more to his kingdom. And there's more in the harvest. And he calls us to work in the more. And God has given the gospel into our hands, each and every one of us. And we are meant to be the church. The church is meant to be a witness to the glory of God unto the nations. So people of God, would you stand with me even as we respond to God? That firstly, we have a calling to be a witness that He is the God of the more, that He is the God 
whom we worship and He is the God whom we glorify. May we rise up to that calling as a church this day as we sing this song, Witness.
Harvest is now. He is the God of the more. And the question for us today is, do we dare to ask for more? That one day we can pray that the sending capacity of Covenant EFC is greater than the seating capacity. In the card that you received today, would you take it out once more? Because on the back of it, there's a QR code. And apart from the prayer pointers that we would like you to take back, and begin to con and continue to pray this week. If you scan the QR code, you will be brought to this microsite that outlines week by week the missions activities that we've planned for this mission season. So first, as you scan the QR code, and which is also which is available on your card, you will enter this landing page where you will see pray, love, and go. And for this week, click on pray, and you will end up on the following page where there are two activities that we would like you to consider participating in. And the first 
is we would really like you to join us to pray for missions over Zoom. And you can click and register there. And also that you saw on the missions video that different ones have been going out to prayer walks, designated prayer trails that they can go in Singapore itself to begin to pray for the nations there. You can do that as an individual or do that with friends or do that in a CG. And we hope that today you were inspired to pray for the nations because the harvest is now. We can begin in prayer. Would you stretch forth your hands right now even as I give us the benediction for today? And from Psalm 67 it says, May God be gracious to us and bless us and make His face shine on us so that your ways may be made known on earth and your salvation among all the nations. Amen. Thank you for joining us for our mission service today. Have a blessed week ahead. We're glad you had spent some time listening to God's Word and we hope that the message has ministered to you. Should you require more assistance, kindly call 6892-6811 or you can visit us at www.cefc.org.sg for more sermon titles. God bless you in your spiritual pilgrimage ahead.